this is this is incredible. I want to actually start with a story. So this was about a year and a half ago. I was at the Speakeasy building mm-hmm. downtown, and it was for R.I.P. By the way, are they're not in business anymore? Well, the downtown location is not there, but they're still in Broad Ripple, amazing as ever. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's something to know. But I was going for a uh, it was a cash or a cash flow meetup thing. Have you you know what I'm talking about the board game that Robert Kiyosaki made? Mm. Oh, going cool. for that, and I haven't even. At that time, I hadn't even made a podcast yet. Like, I was just like, I think I had the name. And I see a guy with a massive beard. This was after hours, right? Like 7 p.m. Yes, see yes, a guy with a massive beard. Yes. And I'm like, you know, I'm in the bathroom. Like, hey, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah. And he starts talking to me about his cars, right? He loves cars. I guess he loved cars before he did his business. And then he gets into it because I had already known about you, right? I already knew what you did. I saw you on social. I thought you were some some goddess I couldn't touch, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. No. And he just, all the blue, because I asked him if he wanted to be on my podcast. Okay, sick. Or no, no, I didn't even ask him that. I just, he's like, he said he knew Jeremy Miller. I'm like, Jeremy Miller, I showed him your picture everything. He's like, yeah. He's like, dude, he works for me. He's killer in the marketing. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, uh, give me your number, blah, blah, blah. And it was just, it was just crazy because like the podcast wasn't there. Mm. No podcast. Mm. I didn't have a logo. But you already had those connections. But I already had the connections yeah. coming, and now, year and a half later, here we are. Here we are in studio in downtown, studio. having this pod. That that's one of me. the coolest podcast studios by far. And yeah, we should shut that out. We're here at Wave One Radio Media, whatever you want to call it, downtown Indianapolis, one twenty East Market Street. And yeah, I just you know I wanted to start with the story because that came to fruition. You know, that's amazing. Isn't that incredible? That idea is here. It's live. We're happening. But let's the get universe in. works in crazy ways. It really does, dude. But let's get into it. How I always start my podcasts. Uh, three things you're grateful for, Jeremy. Three things I'm grateful for. Um, a great question. I love that. Starting with gratitude. Um, one, I'd say my health. I'm super, super grateful for my health right now. Awesome. Um, two, my family. My family like helps me to find what love is, and I'm just so like I won the lottery with my family, my parents. So super grateful for them. And then three, um, I'm thankful to be part of this community. Like all these amazing it people is. back here. Like. I'm so grateful to know you and and be, be be able to meet so many amazing people and just be you know feel um, like I'm a part of something you know have a tribe you know because you know I have an alien tattoo for a reason like, like I knew what it felt like to feel like you're the only one in the universe like you so I'm I'm super grateful to be a part of this community dude that is I 100% agree with all those uh, to get into my three things I'm grateful for so I, my first one is persistence mm. dude mm. like anything with at least for podcasting I always if someone asks me like what's the goal with this podcast I always say dude I relate podcasting to rapping, mm. right? Not in the sense of the same industry, but it's just, it's a dream. Yeah. So it's I really, grind. it's a grind. And I, I focus on persistence because as soon as you quit, it's over. There's nothing, right. nothing else is happening. Absolutely. Quitting is the real failure. Quitting is the real failure. Like that's what I guess, I mean, it does take work and it Absolutely. takes the amount you put into it. But at the same time, if you quit, everything's like, it all just goes. True. There's nothing else there. True. First thing I'm grateful for is persistence. Second thing I'm grateful for is I'm grateful for this location, dude. Mm. Like, you don't understand to ha- have a podcast in a studio. It's like when you're, cause you, I, you know, I'm posting, doing all my social, whatever. But I always felt like I, I had to have a studio mm. to make, you know, to really. And this just, is a dope studio to have access to. And it was man. like, and that was one of those things. Back to the universe, it was like mm. I remember I got invited to a novelty growth event, came down, and that's when I met Wyatt. Mm. And it was just like shout out to novelty growth. Shout out to novelty growth, and it was just like you know, I was brought to this event like it just the universe mm. boomeranged me here but and i was uh, here i am and it's just like it's crazy how that works cheers third thing i'm grateful for is i'm grateful for getting better at my content but mm. also my guests because like mm. if you go and look at my posts like dude <laughs> my content used to be just like a, 
a picture of my guests or like just, you know, just I put all my tags down at the bottom of my stuff. And now it's like, I got the white borders. Yeah. I got the, and like, dude, your content is pretty sick. Like, like you do have some, some dude, good and I'm not kidding. Like you don't understand how long it took to figure out the white and you guys are killing on tiktok like what the heck TikTok, and that's you guys have millions of views on tiktok is that nuts we came you know how long ago we came up with tiktok like doing those on tiktok a couple weeks ago three weeks ago yeah three weeks <laughs> that's ago beautiful three weeks ago 13 posts three at one million it's just gary v says that tiktok is manhattan in 1884 really because you're getting that free reels yeah oh, hundred dude i mean do the a million like seven thousand followers in weeks just like that yeah no ads no but like and they're already Boom. by the way they're already running ads on tiktok so yep true have you, have you seen i don't know i've just recently started I, I i actually have a client that i'm going to start testing tiktok advertising with and i'm really really excited because i've done a little bit of snapchat advertising so you have I'm, done snapchat advertising. Yeah. snapchat advertising you can get some really really cheap impressions it's just sometimes harder to attribute um conversions in a funnel but yep. With all that being said, it's definitely, there's a lot of opportunity to drive conversions and drive engagement with fans and audiences. Really? Yeah. yeah. And that's what I, like, literally just recently, I noticed now, when you're on Snapchat, say you're on your personal account, you view someone's snap, they're pushing an ad right after it. Yeah. They used to just do those kind of, you know, they have all those shows underneath, right. all your stories, now ad underneath. But then even like TikTok, as I mentioned, there were no ads when I first got on there. Yeah. That was three weeks ago. Yeah. Now I'm seeing Target. Now I'm seeing old. And they're gonna continue adding things, changing things up. Cause I mean they're they're new as shit. I mean it makes sense why they have so many users. Cause there are billions of dollars coming from China to pump yep. into it. And there's conspiracy theories about that. But oh, yeah. they are they they're growing really fast. And there's a lot of opportunity for it for sure. Do you think they'll end up like Vine? How much did Vine get acquired for? <sighs> no idea. They who they get they get bought by. Uh, I honestly forget. See, the I thing about TikTok Twitter, is, but I'm not for sure. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Vine, all these platforms where they were all based on this like rapid piece of content, very, very quick growth. They all had amazing organic growth. They had yep. user growth, organic out the ass. But TikTok is spending literally billions and billions of dollars. So, the why the are they spending so much? Sorry, general. Well, I mean. That, that's kind of where the conspiracy goes on. There's money coming from China to collect data on, on people. Oh, there, there's a whole thing. But, I mean... It makes you, sense. You, it does. I mean, it, they're it, literally billions of dollars. And, like, the conversation with apps and these kind of things shouldn't be about how many users are on right now. It's retention and then... Um, uh, it's, it's user retention and sustainability. Uh, user sustainability. So, it's like, well, how many app users are going to be active every single day and two years from now compared to right now? Like, so, of course, TikTok has a lot of users. Of course, they have all this opportunity, but they're spending billions of dollars. So it'll be interesting to watch the sustainability for the platform. Because again, if you're looking at all the other platforms, social media platforms, they had organic growth and then yep. they pumped money on the organic growth as an amplifier rather than just starting money, you know, just injecting money from the beginning. So it'll be interesting to watch. Absolutely. De is, definitely is. something to like keep an eye on, look at, test content, like what you guys are doing. De definitely an interesting platform for us marketers to leverage. Say one more time what you said Gary said, because that that's a focal point. Gary V said uh, a TikTok is like Manhattan in 1884. And why is that? Just because, you know, in Manhattan in 1884, there's so much free, cheap real estate. And if you were to buy, you know, small things nowadays, it'd be worth tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars. So just like you guys building that, you know, getting very, very quick su success and traction performance on content, you're building that audience. You guys are going to be able to leverage that into email newsletter or podcast views or YouTube, whatever. That's it, dude. Well, like, well you know, people wonder, like, you see all these guys, Logan Paul, um, his brother in Nash Greer, like, they all just got it. Ooh, Nat Nash Greer. I haven't heard that name in a couple of years. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, that's the first one that came to my mind from Vine. Well, I mean, him and uh, yeah, exactly. MagCon, Vine days, like they were, they were huge. They were some of the first people who really, I mean, Casey, not you know, like yes. th- those naked brand types of people were yep. like they really showed how big a personal brand could get. Not yes. just like a celebrity, where like okay, you're you're on a movie with that hundreds of millions of people, like you know, you're a celebrity, but like yep. these personal brands that just have become such huge entities and jake paul the paul brothers casey neistat all these you know lizza i think there's a name you know all these interesting internet personalities that really kind of paved the way for this new uh generation because the interesting thing with that tiktok the interesting impact that tiktok tiktok is having on like younger generation is they're becoming great content creators they're understanding like angles and editing and yes. like like that's very valuable those are very valuable skills oh, in, in marketing today so 100%. like it's it's very interesting it is interesting because it, it allows people to not only then like they're literally building a business exactly they're documenting themselves they're building their personal brand they're they're learning how to brand things like i always say a brand is when you can talk about it more than just the product yes. like the story the people yes. the personality the energy the movement etc yep. and content on social media the way we typically use it and the content that we're consuming ourselves is what's interesting and it's engaging. So yep. therefore us young people, yep. young creators, we're creating that good quality content, which is why there's so much money for us to make on the table with companies in terms of content creation and social media, uh, different services. For sure. It is, it is, it's a wild, and I mean, it, and that's where like, they wonder where all this entrepreneur glamour comes from. Well, I mean, I understand like when you see all these kids, basically kids making all this money, like I get why people would want to right. be, because they technically are entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And like literally they're generating revenue for themselves. Not only the clothing brand, the YouTube scrub, I mean, so many outlets to make money. Yep. But again, that's back to that dream yep. mentality of opportunities years, everywhere, years, but it takes long. Absolutely. Years. If, took, if, if you're not patient, like patience, patience is huge. Dude, it took Russ 10 years. Mm. That's a decade. That's yeah. a doctor. Crazy. But let's 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 stop. We're ranting like crazy. Let's get into Jeremy. Jeremy, so you started we're getting into it 16? Yes, sir. Longboard company. Yeah, skateboards and longboards. Skateboards and long So so did you create an LLC? I did. You did. Okay, just you? Uh so it was me for a while and then I had a co-founder who was like my manufacturing genius and I leveraged all of his insights and knowledge on manufacturing cuz I was the marketer and I knew nothing about manufacturing. So did you make it in-house, make the longboards? Blah, blah. So for a while it was his two car square garage and then my uncle had like a large workshop huge workshop and so we had kind of our split operations manufacturing at this two car square garage at my uncle's um, workshop and then like all of our meetings and everything was out of my brother's uh my my brother's old bedroom after he moved out of my parents house so how are you getting sales online social media straight social media R- referrals no, no storefront uh like online no, like a storefront, like literal. No, 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 no physical storefront. We had online. Um, yeah, really just leverage. Like, I mean, you know, my philosophy with content has always been, how do I get, you know, you know how do I build customer acquisition funnels that yeah. amplifies word of mouth marketing? Like, yeah. how do I create a product or experience or market it in a way that not only does someone buy my product, but they go tell their best friend, say, hey, exactly. try this product. This is amazing. This new tea, this new song, this new product, whatever. And not only talking about the benefits of it, but their experience with it. Oh, yeah. that, that person, they really impacted me, et cetera. And so just kind of leveraging, you know, those different consumer psycholo- you know, s- psychological understandings and just kind of giving people something to go talk about, right? Like on yep. the very simplest form, how can you leverage your story? Like our, it was the company called Void Longboards and it was very, very, um, focus on like purpose. And, the, yeah. and in fact, our, our mission statement was like, um, we focus on creating a safe space for young people to talk about life and purpose. And yeah. so 
through the, the, the skateboard was kind of like the vehicle or the medium, but all gotcha. the, our events and just kind of getting people together was very fruitful and it felt was very energizing. So people felt like they were part of something bigger than just buying another longboard from a guy that they knew in their town. Exactly. So let me, if you don't mind me, how did you guys hit the, how did you guys fail? Yeah, absolutely. Or even if you did fail. No, I, absolutely. hundred percent did. Lost $8,000. And really? really the way I, it failed is I just wasn't able, you know, we weren't able to build a, manufacturing uh, assembly line that allowed for us to create the same exact longboard repeatedly. Like like someone really? could come to us and the, we could get you a custom design, custom build, custom wood, custom shape, everything. And, you know, it'll, it might take a month, but, you know, that, that's so fine because you're getting a custom product. But yeah. if we're going to make like, if, you know, we came out with like multiple different lines of product, you know, multiple different lines of mm -hmm. skateboards, right? But we couldn't make like 50 of the exact same from that one board because gotcha. we just didn't have the machinery to do it. Um, we had a CNC router, which is typically the, the main machinery used to gotcha. uh, build longboards, but we built our CNC router. So instead of spending $10,000 on it, we spent like $2,500 on like a kit, built the CNC router. It worked to an extent, but just wasn't able to produce that kind of a enough product where we could stay afloat and be profitable. But although it failed at a deficit, um, I'm super blessed for the opportunity because- Literally about to hit, dude. Yeah, I mean, it. it that experience taught me that like, <sighs> so I much. could impact others and then yep. I could be impacted by that. Like it, it gave me that purpose. And so I was like, okay, you know, this may be, that this might have not been the thing, but through some guidance from some mentors and some things, I was able to double down and just kind of keep going. Dude, literally when I was working at my dad's business, um, an owner, I was talking to him because I run the front. Yeah. And he's just like, the one thing I'm afraid with entrepreneurship is when people fail, it's their mindset that they won't start again or do something. Mm. See what I'm saying? So it's like the fact that, and, and, but also relating back to your story, it's so much experience from that mistake. Oh yeah, absolutely. Dude, honestly, like, I mean, I, I took an entrepreneurship class in high school, but like no. I had far more oh knowledge, connections, processes, tools, methodologies, everything, everything. in that experience everything. that would be deemed as a failure yeah. than an entrepreneurship class. Literally, Jeremy and I were talking about how I didn't fail, but I just didn't do as good as I could on my merchandise. How I it's it's really expensive. Yeah. But, but now it's noted. Now it's written down. So learn your opportunity. Learn your opportunity. Every everything is an opportunity. I don't sure. and and go with that perspective. Yeah. I mean, I always say like be a student of the world, not only a yes. student of the classroom. Like yep. every single person that you meet in this world, they can teach you something amazing sure. all around you. Google in our pocket. There's so much knowledge, information, opportunities around us. It's just about us just taking action. And there's also, it's your perspective. Facts. It's, it's, it's how if you're in those situations, you literally note it. Exactly. Like you, you make see that it. note, you, you see it, write it down, whatever it takes. But yeah, it's literally perspective. Yeah. Let's move from there. So when did that end? What, 18? How old were you? Um, so I started that when I was 16 and ended it probably about when I was 17 and a half. So probably oh, wow. late sophomore, maybe early junior year of high school. And during that time, social media just always intrigued me. The whole idea oh, of yeah. online brand and especially being a physical product business. I was like, it didn't, you know, this was 2014 and back at the time. So Twitter was like a, the big social media platform, but it didn't, it didn't make all the sense as much as it did now for an online brand when you're a physical product. So I just tested the depths of social media. And so long story short, during that time of launching Void Longboards, I had over 100 million impressions organically really? on just getting content go viral on Twitter, had oh 300,000 followers. And so like basically through that experience, you know, a mentor was like, well, Jeremy, well, what was like the one thing That's that you crazy, did best dude. at, at Void Longboards? You know, like if you could, you know, like double down, right? Like if you could niche down, what was like the one thing? And for me, that was, you know, social media. And so I was able to like, take that experience and see like what is like my my yep. my craft you know yep. and kind of just 
hone in on it and just kind of keep scaling my craft dude and not even to i'm gonna keep it obviously on you i'm the interviewer but yeah i want to like i literally have that same because see from working before working for my dad i used to think social media was a problem yeah. which again everything it has, absolutely is it absolutely, absolutely. is but when you I saw the app time limits on your phone, like, like I have the same one. Yes. A lot and of times I, I, I have post, color turned off on my phone. Oh, that, dude, I post like, and yes, like social media is a problem. It, it is another drug. Yes. It is. It is. But at the end of the day, like when I started working with my dad, like I started seeing like, oh, shoot, my dad's getting leads from his Facebook mm, posts. Oh, shoot. I mm. can do a certain video, write a certain caption, offer a discount. Now I have 10 people commenting, 20 people. Facts whole opportunity new game dude social media is perspective and true and that that's where i was going with when you hit your craft it's like dude i, I remember i was at ivy tech and just going for general business and then i took a year off worked for my dad mm. i didn't know what i was doing at ivy mm. tech work for my dad do the marketing and now you knew, yeah set and that was real that, life experiences real life and that's gary hits on that so hard mm. it's like true people want to hit this call which college i've gotten into it i've explained my advantages disadvantages but I do want to say one thing. If you don't know what you're doing in college, please don't be afraid to go work a real right. real big boy job. Right. You'll figure out real quick. Absolutely. First, you'll figure out how hard the world is, but then you, you'll maybe you'll just stumble upon your path. Like, literally, that's how both of us did it. Absolutely. So, I mean, especially, I mean, you know, college is great for a lot of people, but if you're just like, I mean, for anything in life, if you're just going through the motions, yes. you're either going to find yourself... And debt, wasting opportunities yep. or wasting relationships yep. or wasting time. You wasting know? time. And that was the other thing. Like when I was Ivy Tech, I wasn't networking. I right. wasn't seeking different groups. And now it's like with my But year, now if you went back, you'd be able to leverage it and get a ton of fruit I, out of it. I am back. Oh, bet. Okay, cool. So what what am I doing now? Networking. Got yep. buddies who are YouTube guys. Got buddies trading Building stock. relationships. Which Real I mean, estate group, right? I'm... Yeah. I get free equipment. I take a video class. It's like, because yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I know I like podcasts. Yeah. I know I love business. I didn't know that. Right. I was just there hanging out, yeah. going through the motions. Parents told me to go. So, yeah, I mean, college is, but again, last thing with college is, you know, jobs do require it. Absolutely. Accountants have to have a degree. Absolutely. If you're going to operate on me, I, I don't want you to operate on me if you don't have a medical degree. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, it's all it's all situational. And Absolutely. A lot, a lot of people, they're not focusing on their situation. They're just going with society. So Context. Let's get back. Let's get back. So. We made the skateboard. Is it? Did you bounce from the skateboard to what's that company with Thor? What is uh, it? So that was Snapshift. No, that was. Um, was there something before that? Yeah. So before, so when I kind of failed the skateboard company, you know, just talking to my mentors, like, hey, what do I do now? And yeah. you know, after you told me like double down on my strengths, I launched J.R. Miller Group, which was a social media marketing company. J.R. Miller. And we just managed social media. We created content. We helped you. We didn't do any like advertising funnels or anything like that. Gotcha. Just kind of managed content. Gotcha. Then I met my mentor who, guy by the name of Dennis Yu, who his background he spent a billion dollars at Yahoo ran all their analytics worked, really? worked right in the CMO super intelligent dude and then now he owns a company called Blitzmetrics which they do the advertising for Golden State Warriors GoDaddy and so wow. long story short really started leveraging a lot of his experiences his knowledge in fact literally lived out in Arizona for three months with his team right, like right after I graduated high school just being a sponge just oh, leveraging dude. so much probably not even talking yeah, li literally just no like, need to talk exactly fly on the wall type of thing and so leverage or just a lot of that knowledge came back to Indianapolis and launched an advertising agency that built you know the customer acquisition funnels that amplified word of mouth marketing that was called Inspire Blue Media that was kind of the time when I'm very blessed to say this my income started to scale my personal brand started to oh, scale yeah. started to get media and you know all that kind of so stuff I was gonna, to interrupt I, yep. how did you is that when you got on the news 
So I got on the news. Was that um, for that company? Uh, for what? Yeah. What you just mentioned? Yep. Inspired with the media. How did, yep. you, how did you do that? So. <laughs> like, uh, I want to be on the news. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, honestly, like, like that's a whole conversation in of itself. I mean, really? there is a ton of strategy. But to, to give you, like, specifically to answer your question, I was at an event. Yep. Um, Powder Keg, actually. Yep. And I saw a couple of friends there. And Anne-Marie Turnin, who's an anchor for WTHR, she was yep. there doing an interview on Matt Hunkler, who's the founder of Powder Keg. And so yep. when I got to the event couple of my friends there they're like oh my gosh jeremy we need to introduce you to Anne marie and yep. so they pulled me aside and they pulled up Anne marie and they're like Anne marie you need to meet this young guy named jeremy they said my age short you know a little bit about me and then they let me started talking and so ultimately after her hearing my story and then having someone else saying hey you need to interview this guy there's some credibility so she's like hey yeah. i'd love to interview you and i was able to leverage a lot of that but if i could break down that entire thing in like one sentence it's just all about how can you become like a topic of conversation where it where people get rewarded when they talk about it to their friends or to their family? Like, I, like when you can be so interesting or cool or yeah. be um, having a powerful movement or have leverage. a powerful brand. Exactly. How do you have the leverage? But exactly. it also sounds like you were an incredible at networking. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh. Well, I mean, personal branding. I mean, personal, personal branding, branding really made networking so easy. Like, really? I really didn't ever go to networking events. Like, I really? mean, that, that was my first ever powder keg event, you know, first ever one. And so I didn't, I mean, I did a little bit of like outside networking, but a lot of it was just like building a personal brand online and putting out content and then people come, you know, people will hit me up through social media and then, yeah. What a life you live, dude. I'm blessed. You are blessed. <laughs> but I mean, it's taking a lot of work for sure. And that, and that was where I was going to hit is how much work has it really taken? I mean, but you are still relatively, what? So 16, you're 20? I'm 21. 21. Just so 21 a couple that, weeks ago. That's still five years. So yeah. Still five years. Yeah. Let's go. Okay company what was that company called inspired blue media inspired blue media news he was on the news that's insane for forbes a couple other ones yeah how how, how? Uh, honestly like i how mean does this there, happen? There, there's a full like a full strategy in fact i've written blogs about it then you like that you know, i would love to talk about that but like, i mean at the end of the day it's all about one thing that seth godin taught me when i spent some time with him in new york city is every single person in the world they want to increase their status oh yeah they want to increase their status to a certain audience friends colleagues boss friend yep. you know family, whatever, and they want to increase their status by a certain way, whether it's make more money, having more successful articles or yep. um, looking better, you know, looking like you're, you know, you're more impactful, whatever. And so for article or for people in the media, a lot of times they just want a story that's going to get good clicks and good link for clicks because sure. then they look good to their boss. So sure. if I could like have like a, let's say a why video where I'm sharing this passionate story about who I am. And then if I get, you know, 25,000 views on that video from good social media strategy, yep. and then I take that video and target people in the media by their job title on Facebook and Instagram, they yep. see this dope video, young entrepreneur, interesting story. Then they see 25,000 views, which is social proof that like people are interested in my story. They hit you up. Like, I mean, you know, you provided value. Exactly. I, I, I create a scenario where they came to me. And so I was able to scale that and not, not, not to brag, but just to like share the credibility of that strategy. Like I've been on over 40 plus publications, print yep. magazines, all kinds of stuff. And so many speaking opportunities, a lot of really beautiful opportunities I've been able to come from those, which I'm very thankful for. This is literally like, just, I feel like I'm in the same podcast with Mindflix. Like I, people always ask me, why do I want to do my podcast? I'm like, obviously I want to be at Rogan status. It's my job, all the jazz, but it's like, I just do it to interview people that are better than me. Mm, Learning. Literally. Forbes, dude. Yeah, dude. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Golly, Forbes. <laughs> the, the day I got it, you know, G-Eazy's Forbes song. Oh, mama, I made it to Forbes. Have you heard that song? I have, yeah. I listened to that song so many times that I day. I would have listened to it all day. I would have listened to it for a whole week. Just, I, I probably did. That is, dude, that is insane. And I'm, I mean, I'm... Only you, 21, bro. That's incredible. I, I was, I think I, I was uh, 18 at that time. And in fact, I'm actually super blessed. Like, it was the number one trending article on link, LinkedIn really? for like the first two weeks in December of when it launched, so social media strategy (laughs) okay let's um so we went from there we went from forbes where do we bounce to forbes or you you become the president or what happened (laughs) no (laughs) what happened next uh after forbes yeah um let's see that was december 2017 so snapshift was one of our clients for my agency okay so you weren't i thought you worked for them I, well, so technically, th- I mean, so Snapshot was a client for Snapshot or uh, Snapshot was a client for Inspire Blue Media. And, you know, every year around my birthday, I get like super self-reflective of like okay. that year and everything. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah. Always compare yourself from yesterday. Please, exactly. People. And in 2017, like the agency was going really well. The money was well, just great. Just you or had you have? So I had. So, 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 so that's kind of what I was about to say. So it was first just me and, and a couple advertisers, you know, me managing the pr- doing project management, getting yep. clients in sales, whatever. But eventually the thing with an agency, if you want to have more income, you've got to have more clients, right? Yep. Like, you know, if you have a product, sell more products and more. Well, the thing with agency and more clients is a more client just means immediately more work, you know, yes, and if it's course. a big package, it's more work. And so I was starting to like stress myself out and just get overwhelmed, okay. tiring people, trying to build a team and manage clients and everything. And so I was kind of looking for a way out of my own agency because again, freedom and like life balance is more valuable to me than 100%. all the money in the world. So 100%. Snapshot was a client and I slowly was turning down work on my own company and was taking on more work at Snapshot and I eventually mm. sold my ownership to my co I got a co-founder to kind of help take on the work and eventually I was like, you know what? I want to be part of this full time. I'm here with vision. I, I want to grow this thing. And I eventually walked away from Inspired Media full time. So you sold it. Yep. And then I yep sold, sold to my co- co-founder and then I moved full time to Snapshot and then sometime around that time, you know, you know, timelines is it, 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 it's hard to keep track, but I know on January 1st, 2018 is when yep. we launched the nonprofit. So the fall of 2018 is when I walked away from Snapshift. So you went from Snapshift. Now you're, now let's go to, this is basically present day more or less. Yeah. yeah, yeah present day. Yeah. So, so left snap, you know, still on good in terms of Snapshift, very excited for them. They're, they're doing great work, but I just had to take care of myself, you know, my, my mental health and everything. And so, um, stepped away for a brief bit around fall of 2018 to work on my nonprofit full time yep. around springtime of 2019, which this kind of brings us to full circle. Um, Bryn Jones is the CMO of Hughes Coney restaurant group, which is the parent company for, um, St. Elmo Steakhouse, Burger Study and Harry and Izzy's. Um, and then by extension, Joey Chestnut, the, the, the competitive eater, he has a retail product line. Um, he hit me up to do some marketing contract work for them. And I love all of them. Amazing culture, amazing company, very exciting stuff. Now, let, let me ask my couple questions to get some value in in this. So I want to ask my first thing is, what is the next couple years looking like? What's your plan? Vision. Yeah, great question. Um, 21, by the way. 21, yes, sir. Just recently. Um, I plan to publish a book around this time next year. So okay. I've got probably... That's great idea. I've got probably like... 20 ish percent of it already written and i've got like a lot of like blogs and just stuff that i've collected over time so a lot of my time in 2020 will be about aggregation finishing the writing of my book and then building out that distribution strategy what about okay so we got your vision now what let me ask this do you have a morning routine i love asking that yeah absolutely i mean it could be you know it kind of varies but you know devotion scripture reading meditation and nothing like you meditate when you wake up yeah you're just kind of yoga stuff just like 
I, I do a lot of exercise. Like I like to run, yep. bike, swim. See, rock climb. Yeah, I do yep. a lot of ro- love yep. rock climbing. Shout yep. out to Luke Rex. And yep. so my body, my muscles just constantly like, you know, they're being torn or they're growing, you know, the, you know they're, they're constantly in like a, yep. a, a changing state, right? And yep. so I always want to kind of stay relaxed and f- kind of, um, um, what does stretching sh- 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 get you? Like just kind of fl- flexible. Yeah, just kind of yep. relaxed and flexible. And so I'll um, do yoga in the morning, do meditation, read in the morning and yep. just kind of take a very chill approach to the day. I, you know, I don't jump right on my phone. Oh, that's my biggest um, But yeah. A little bit of a routine. No, and that's where I literally took some. You posted on some video where, and I, I've actually nine days straight five a.m. club. Woo! Five a.m. club. And so hard, so hard. <laughs> but I'll be doing a five a.m. club tomorrow. Are you? Yeah. But just yeah, for an, a meeting. For a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you, dude. You said like doing the workout thing in the morning because yeah. it, it, you accomplish something. Absolutely. Oh Release endorphins. You feel confident. There like it is right yeah, there. Dude. That's that. That's the video I saw, and it's like <laughs> it makes so much sense because like I've been doing that now, and it's like you feel better. Like you're like I'm ready to go. I'm pumped up. Well, not only that, like so I don't do phone at the gym. Okay. That's when I put the phone away. I have yeah. my, I have an iPod that was with my music on. No social. No OG. nothing. Don't even yeah. OG. <laughs> don't even connect to the Wi-Fi. Cool. So I can't look at anything. I respect that. And then it's just, it's just thoughts yeah. for an hour. Getting in flow state. Getting my day. Like it's and like, I can go to the gym with problems and they just fade. Yeah, it's, dude. It's incredible. Absolutely. Because I feel I like that sweat. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. You're working like, that stuff out. Oh, you're literally working the problems out. Facts. And I like in the morning because it's just like you said, and well, I make my bed. Then, yeah. Then yep. Straight Making bed is definitely a big part of the, those two the and then morning routine. And then the day it flows, you yeah. know, and you know, but it, because regardless, two things have already been accomplished. Regardless mm-hmm. of what happens in the day, two right. things have already taken and place. And you know that. So you're more confident. You're coming into your work style, more ready to t- take on the day, adaptive. And 100%. you're, you're higher, you have more positive. So more people want to work with you. And so there's a lot of trickle down effects. Okay. And last thing actually, and then we'll do handles. Explain the tattoo. This one? I wanted to talk about that. So, so it's a chemical structure for serotonin. Um, scientists theorize that... It's tattooed, by the way. Yeah, tattoo. That's um, crazy. Scientists theorize that it regulates your mood, your anxiety, your happiness. And yep. so our brain works on if-then sequences. So if this happens, then I feel a certain way. And so scientists theorize that you can trigger this chemical or trigger the, the, the chemical that makes you happy by doing something for someone else. So like whether you buy someone something for... Buy someone coffee or you help them out or send them a word of encouragement and they let you know that like you made them feel happy you made them feel whatever you you made them feel some type of way yep if you feel good inside a you're you're a good person but b that's just not some natural phenomenon like serotonin is being released in your brain so i view entrepreneurship as a tool to serve other people you know at the end of the day and so every single venture you know anything that i'm working on product that i'm marketing i'm leveraging it to have some kind of good impact on people so that i can kind of in turn feel that kind of that impact all right, give me your handles and that's it. That's uh, Twitter at Jeremy Miller with two J's, and then everything else is Jeremy Ross Miller. All your other, you're yep. on every social. You on YouTube? Uh, yep. Really? Yep. How are you doing? I, I have a lot of videos on. I use it more as like a video library. I have like probably 300 videos on there. Holy crap! A lot, lot of trainings, tutorial. Like, see, a lot of times when someone hits me up for like a marketing question, I could spend. 15 minutes writing out a response, but if I have a video already prepared, I can just send them the link. I can give them instant value and save my time. Uh, Only handles I have is the process podcast, plural.com. That's my website. Check them out. Check them out. Thank you. Follow me. And then uh, it's just at Samuel Fouch on Instagram. I'm on everything else, but I don't feel like listening a lot. (laughs) It'll be in my links. Thank you, Jeremy. We're out. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the process podcast with Samuel Fouch. You can find us online at theprocesspodcast.com. S at the end is plural. You can also find the process on YouTube if you search 
Samuel Fouch, The Process Podcast, as well as all audio platforms, including Apple, Anchor, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Samuel is also on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. Instagram handle is Samuel Justice Fouch. The Process Instagram is the.processpodcast.com, as well as Facebook is The Process Podcast. LinkedIn is Samuel Justice Fouch. Snapchat is Samuel Fouch underscore 22. If you'd also like, review, and comment and share. Thank you.